Welcome. Good to be back. Um, I was here once before, I think, but I don't remember a thing that I said, and probably you don't remember it either. But uh, this evening I'm speaking on a subject I've never actually spoken on before. It's the subject of openness. And uh, it's going to be quite personal. I'll be saying things uh, about myself. I think it's important to be open about the past, about bad things which may have happened to us. I had a good friend, a lady in her, she was a mature woman, a Christian woman, but there was something that really pressed into the very depths of her being because she shared with me that she had been sexually abused when she was in her childhood by somebody within the family. And this was terribly difficult. She'd carried this for years and years and years. And as we talked about it, she realized that she really had to let it go. And she decided that she would write a letter to the person who had done it. And she did so. And she told me that when she put the letter in through the letterbox, which was empty, and she could hear it actually dropping into the letterbox, and as it landed in the bottom of the box, she said, I felt all the pain go away. And many people have found that uh, they need to forgive. That kind of abuse is far more common than is often realized. And if I may so say so, I am one. It happened to me once. Only once, and it didn't do anything too terrible to me, unlike to so many. So it's good to be open about the past, the bad things that have happened to us, and also the sad things. I last saw my dad when I was um, about eight years of age. He was on his way to Africa. Not many of you, perhaps almost none of you, will remember World War II, but uh, he was fighting there. And he had, was a royal engineer and had been responsible for building the first part of the El Alamein line, <coughs> which stopped the German advance. But at that particular time, the British forces were retreating before the Germans. And the general decided that the senior officers would make a break along the coast road. The main body of troops would go inland. The senior officers in four cars would make a break along the road. But it had been, the road had been intercepted by German tanks, and two cars got through and two didn't. Uh, the occupants of one car were made prisoners. The occupants of the other car, my father and his driver, nobody knew what happened. And months went by, long before the days of computers, and a year went by before we finally heard what had happened was when he was killed, the German soldier who was burying him uh, opened his battle dress and found inside his battle dress a letter from Lloyd's Bank saying, Dear Brigadier Parrot. So the soldier replaced the letter and buried my father in the sand and then put a marker over the grave, Parrot. And so one year later, when the British forces were advancing, 
<coughs> after the Battle of El Alamein, they found my father's grave. I can tell you, my father just disappearing for one year. We didn't know whether he was alive or dead. Uh, you can imagine that kind of impact upon my mother and upon myself and my brother and my sister. So bad things happen to us and we need to be open about it. Sad things happen to us and I have found it important to be open about that as well. Glad things happen. And uh, I was reading in the New Testament just before I came out in John's uh, Gospel. Uh, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what Jesus had, John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. And he brought him to Jesus. And then Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law. The brother telling the brother, a friend telling a friend. If there are glad things, let's be open about it. I tell you something which made me tremendously glad. Two days ago, I received a letter through the post. I came from Belize Baptist Church in uh, Valamina. Dear Mr. Perrett, I'm not sure that you will remember me. And I didn't. And it's signed by Lawrence Kennedy, who I think is the father of your pastor. Isn't that right? I spoke with you over 30 years ago in the YMCA with regard to my leaving employment in banking to go to Bible college. I'm now hoping to step down next year from pastoral ministry and retire after 31 years in Belize Baptist. Thank you for your input into my life when I was unsure of the next step. Isn't that tremendous? Uh, do that, won't you? Encourage people, be open, and uh, encourage people verbally, in writing, in whatever way it may be. Let's be open about the past, the bad things which happened to us, the sad things which happened to us, and the glad things also which happened to us. Let's be open about the present, open about being empty. I remember years ago preaching in Finland, and uh, I have to tell you, I certainly spoke by interpreter there because I wouldn't have uh, understanding of even a single word of the difficult Finnish language. But fortunately, there were people who spoke enough English for me to be able to communicate afterwards. And I can remember a young man, I think he put his hand across his chest and he said this, I have a desert inside me. Now I knew exactly what he meant because as a child I lived in Egypt. And the other side of our garden fence was the Egyptian desert, miles and miles and miles of absolutely nothing. And that young man was saying, I'm empty inside. I have a desert inside. Maybe there are some people here this evening who know something of what that's like. You feel empty inside. Let's be open about the present, about maybe our being empty, about about our doubts, if we have them. 
I'm, um, I'm a, a questioner. Uh, if somebody makes a statement, I find myself wondering, is that really so? That's just part of me. And I well remember in chemistry class at school, I would have been about 17 years of age, the science teacher was saying that this substance reacts with this substance to form this. And I remember putting up my hand and saying, please, sir, why? And he said, Parrot, stop asking stupid questions. I don't know why, it just does. That's sort of me, I ask questions, why? And that has always been the case. Uh, I have to tell you, there was a time in my life, years ago now, when I had very deep doubts about the Christian faith. The things that I had believed, I wondered, are they really true? And somebody wonderfully gave me a book to read, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Uh, some of you will have read it. And it was one of several of his books that I read, and I was marvelously helped and uh, reassured. And um, I wrote to him to say thank you. And uh, the letter reached him, and I had this postcard back. You'll be interested to know that the stamp cost two and a half D in those days. So that was a long time ago. From his home in um, Oxford, this rather broken lang uh, wording, thank you very much. To know that one has been so used always gives pleasure, pleasure of a rather awestruck kind. I remind myself frequently that anyone or anything may be so used. For instance, Balaam's donkey. With all good wishes, C.S. Lewis. And um, some weeks later, he was dead. It was amongst the last things uh, that he ever wrote. Uh, it was, I'm so glad that I had been open uh, about my doubts. I had shared them with somebody who had recommended his books, and then I had this wonderful privilege of hearing directly from him. Let's be open about the present. Let's be open about our struggles. Uh, some of you are struggling right now. Uh, I don't know what the problem is, but there are temptations maybe and you haven't been entirely successful in overcoming them. It reminds me, um, it reminds me of my aunt. She was away from home, and uh, she was coming back to where she was staying, and she had to cross a very rough wooden bridge over a river, which had no sides to it, just this rough, bridge over the river. But she had her little dog with her, and she thought to herself, it was pitch dark, by the way, and there was no lights, stars, but nothing else. But she thought to herself, I'll keep my eye on the dog, and where the dog goes, I'd be able to go. But you know, dogs will be dogs. And this little dog walked right on the very edge of the bridge with one millimeter to spare. And my aunt walked right on the very edge with one millimeter to spare. And then suddenly there were no millimeters and there was a splash in the river as my aunt arrived. Uh, why, did she, why did she fall? Because she went too close.
to the edge. She went too close to the edge. I love that quote from, I don't know where it came from, avoid the situation as much as the sin itself. Love that. Avoid the situation as much as the sin itself. Let's be open about the past. For some of us, painful, painful things, but try to be able to share them with somebody. Let's be open about the past, whether they're bad or sad, and uh, maybe the things that are glad that you can rejoice in. Let's be open about the present, our emptiness, our doubts, our struggles, and let's be open about the future because there is a future. It's going to happen. I'm nearer to it probably than uh, you are, but you can never tell. I had a great friend in university days. Uh, we shared rooms together, he and I, uh, late teens, early 20s. It was a very special friendship, and then our ways parted. He became the principal of St. John's College in Nottingham, very responsible position. And one day, after lunch, Robin uh, was having coffee uh, with some of the students in the college, and he somehow, it went the wrong way and he began to choke. And there, in front of his fellow, the students, he literally choked to death. He was 46, maybe 47 years of age. I've outlived him by many, many, many years. But it can happen at any time. And so it is so important to be, think openly and carefully, not only about the, uh, not only about the past, about the present, but also about the future. Over the years, it has been my privilege to help many people to faith in Christ. Teens, over and over and over again, literally hundreds. Twenties, less often. Thirties, less often. So far as I can recall, only twice in my ministry have I ever been able to help anyone over 80, except for two people, only two over 80. And so as time goes by, my friends, uh, we need to make very sure that we're really right with God. That's really all I have to share with you this evening. Uh, some of you may have never taken that actual first step some of you have, but you need to take a further step of deeper and further commitment to Christ. And I suggest that we would bow our heads just now in prayer. I would like to pray aloud. And it may be you would like to take my spoken words, either for the first time in your life, or maybe this is something that you're making sure of doing it again, if you like. You take my spoken words and echo them in your own heart. Something like this, Lord, 
I want to be open. I want to be open above all, Lord, with you. I know that my life has not been right. And I want it to be right. I want it to go, I want to go the right way. I want to go your way. And just now I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your strength. And I ask that you will lead me from now on. And as our heads are bowed in prayer, I wonder if you would find it helpful if you prayed that prayer, whether it's for the first time in your life or whether it's something you want to do again. Make sure. I wonder, would you like to look up into my face for a moment until I see you and then look down again? Just openly. God bless you, yes. Are there others? Yes, I think so. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. And give us, Lord, the strength to become and to be the men and women you want us to be. In Jesus' name.